Hello and welcome, citizens of Dark Crow City. You have arrived at Legacy Episode 41, a brand new number one, though, for the year of 2019. Stop. No, there's no. It is a new number one oh. for 2019. This is how we're numbering. No, we're not. We just, it's 41. It's still episode 41. But it'd be cool, though. I just label no. it as like, when I put it online, I'll just put it as Legacy 41. No, 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 no <laughs> legacy. No legacy numbering here. It's not how we do things. <laughs> well, anyways, this is episode 41 of Dark Rose Comics Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry E., and I'm joined by my co-host. Victor Young. If you are new to this show, this is a podcast where two nitty guys with themselves, a nice hot cup of coffee. And then we sit down to break down, analyze, and discuss some of the new comic books that are coming to the local comic shop. Now, today's episode, we're going to be talking about some books that were happening during the break. We took two weeks off. Um, for those of you who are following our show on a, on a weekly basis, thank you for your support. Awesome. Um, we're really happy to be back. This is going to be a very jam-packed episode, so we're very happy to be back. We've been away for two weeks, uh, you know, just sort of enjoy the holidays. For those of you who are just catching up on the episodes, for those of you who are, or maybe binge listening, it'll be like nothing's changed. So, nothing, they, nothing's changed. So you'll have that. Nothing's changed. Um, okay, so the <laughs> coffee we'll be uh, brewing today is called the Dio, the the Dios, Dios, roasted by. Drum Roaster Coffee. And the comics we'll be discussing today are, big list, Batman 61, Justice League 14, Cold Spots 5, Gideon Falls number 9, Captain America number 6, Heroes in Crisis 4, and Stranger Things 4. Who boy. And two of these books are series finales. So, um, very exciting, very exciting uh, topics to be had for sure. If you like the show, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on podcast services all around the world. And alongside with hitting that subscribe button, let us know how we're doing by hitting up iTunes and leave us a review and a rating. And make sure you spread the word and tell everyone about this podcast. So before we get into our topics, our comics, and all that other good stuff, let's catch up a little bit, man. How's your holiday been, Victor? Uh, well, first of all, let's not talk about myself here. I just want to wish everybody a happy new year. Okay. All right. Happy new uh, 2019. <laughs> it's not the old 2019. This is the, <laughs> the, new, the, the 20, new 2019. New 2019. New 2019. Uh, but other than that, the old 2019. Uh, <laughs> I haven't really. You know, I try to do whenever I get holiday breaks like this. I try and do as little as possible. Fair enough. Uh, only because I know that once I go back to work, it's uh, it's going to be go 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 again. So, mm-hmm. uh, not much in terms of. I mean, obviously, there's the family events you got to go to. Uh, we had our own Christmas thing with our group of friends, which was nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, just got back into Dokkan Battle Full Swing. We're back, baby. We're Whoa, back. We're so back. We are so back. Bandai, you know, <laughs> I hated you for a little while. But, you know, with that new New Year step-up banner you you came out with kudos you know really really brought the game back for me though those were some exciting summons oh yeah some yeah, very yeah, yeah. some very high valued exciting summons and i hope that they continue to do those step up summon banners like some of the most fun i've had in the game on summon wise oh and yeah not, not just for the fact that you see great units now you just you get them and now you're just your ideas start running wild about what you can do with them Right, so it's yeah. always a good time when you. Get I, I would like that. say that that's yeah. I would say that's the most fun I've had with Dokkan in the last little while. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. Um, which is good you know it, it gives us a bunch of stuff to do part two of our celebration on the global side uh is coming in about uh as of this recording it'll be which is the fifth it's the fifth that's, that's our recording we should be getting part two uh not next wednesday but the following wednesday after on the 16th on the 16th okay yeah all right. So lots of things to come out for Dokkan. I'm excited. Jerry, are you excited? I'm pretty excited. Great. What have you been up to this holiday <laughs> break? <laughs> a lot of sitting around, man. <laughs> a lot of relaxing, sitting around, uh, catching up on Dokkan again. Just uh, you know, getting, just just getting kind of back into the game, getting back into the groove of the game, playing. You know, just sort of doing the events here and there. Uh, still playing a lot of Destiny because you know. That's so good. You should. Just, and uh, he just does, doesn't stop. I think you need the, to put that down for a second, though. The uh, holiday, the holiday event in uh, Destiny just passed, but that, that was a great deal of fun. So I got some really cool stuff for it, and been watching a lot of anime as okay. part of the sitting around. Okay. Um, been watching a lot of anime. We okay. caught up on. We caught up on My Hero Academia. As per my recommendation. Was it? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. We watched that. <laughs> we watched that. Caught up on it, and then we started watching Sword Art Online. That's my recommendation. I don't. I don't know about that. I don't think we've ever talked about Sword Art, have sure. we? Okay, whatever. I don't know. No, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we watched Sword Art, and we're past the first. We just finished the second arc, the second major arc. Yeah. So uh, I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm gonna say what it is, but it's 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 very different than what I thought the show was going to be about. Because there's a lot of shows or a lot of, I guess, mangas or animes out there where it's just about somebody being transformed into like a video game world right. or an alternate world, fantasy world or whatever, right? Right, right, right. Something like this is the same concept, but it talks very thematically about sort of the repercussions of being in an alternate world. Right. And I think that show does a really good job. Like that series does a really good job exploring that part of it. So, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Well, it is also one of the all-time greatest, I would say, animes and mangas of, of our generation, for sure. Oh, for real? It certainly is, it certainly is one of the most popular. Oh, okay, um, yeah. yeah. In, in, when, when you can make waves like Sword Art Online did in, in the West, that's when you know you've got like, like, you like an all-time great anime. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Dragon Ball's done that. Like the uh, way like Bleach did that, Inuyasha uh, kind of did one, that. One Piece, back. right? So those yeah. are your those are like your all time great shows, mm-hmm. right? When when you can grab the attention of the West the way that those shows did. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, no, those aren't bad choices that uh, you decided to watch for sure. I I also watched Goblin Slayer, which is something <laughs> that you actually watched first before I did. That was a great show. Yeah, uh, it's very not PG friendly, so. Yeah, so... Readers uh, and listeners, do keep that in mind. Yeah, Should, uh, for parental advisory. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, how how do you how do you give out, like, a parental guidance notice? Like, how do you give one of those out in, uh, in like, a very f- finessed way? Like, uh, how do you do it in a way that's, like, not awkward? <laughs> it's just like, hey, just... Just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will say this for that show. Yeah, it talks about some very mature theme. 
or specifically one very mature theme it's something that a lot of people overlook when it comes to the fantasy setting yeah and it is something sort of tucked away into a corner of typical fantasy settings as it should that people don't normally explore and this show puts it in the forefront way like way in the like front. way in the like front way. because because the protagonist of the show isn't some hero trying to save the world is a guy trying to clean up the mess yeah of the world yeah right of certain like dark parts of the world so the things they talk about in that show get very dark yeah and so you you would have that for sure parental advisory on that show so but other than that yeah warned. that's but other than that it is a great show like yeah we, yeah it really enjoyed it so yeah so the, you know welcome to anime talk welcome to anime talk yeah that's us (laughs) alright so you know what why don't we wrap up anime talk let's go because we got just like a lot of a jam packs full of jam of books (sighs) ahead of us so let's go ahead let's go brew that coffee we'll come back and then we'll uh, we'll talk about some comics alright let's go (laughs) I thought you were gonna go with the whole all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You just stopped at the first I one. just stopped at the first one, so. <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's go. And we're at the comic segment. And in this segment, what we do is we take some of the newest books to hit the local comic shops. We take them, bring them in, talk about them, discuss about them over a cup of coffee. And then, uh, you know, we share our thoughts with you and hopefully you will find our conversations engaging. We try to dig in at some of the themes and some of the things that are happening within these books. So uh, hopefully it's entertaining conversation. But before we get into the books for the week, Victor is going to talk to us about the coffee we'll be having throughout the rest of the Our segment. coffee this week. <laughs> <laughs> our coffee this week. Yes. It's called De Dios. From it's a wa- weird thing to say, right? De Dios. De Dios. Not as weird as you're making it out to be, but... All right. Uh, De Dios Fine. from Guatemala in the region of Frayanes. And it's been roasted by Drum Roaster Coffee out in Cobble Hill, British Columbia. So our kin to the West. Nice. Very nice. good. Drum Roaster will... We'll, We've we'll had Drum Roaster before. Many right? times. Yeah. Many, many times. So. We'll, we'll see how... This one turns out from them. De Dios. Nice. All right. I, I already took a few steps. It's pretty good. It's pretty it's good bad. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, okay, so before we start talking about the books, just want to give you a fair warning on spoilers. So because of the way we talk about some of these books, because of the way that we have to kind of break down the plot and stuff like that, we are most likely going to hit the spoiler territory if it's something super super major we're going to try to throw in like a quick hey spoiler alert but do be warned uh we will be talking spoilers about the book so if you haven't read them yet go to your local comic shop pick up the books read them and then come back and listen to the episode or you know conversely you can go to comicsology.com pick up the books there we'll have those in our show notes uh if you want to go and check those out Okay, so for the first book we're going to talk about today, it is Batman number 61. It's written by Tom King, art by Travis Moore, colors by Tamra Bonvillain, Bonvillain, and letters by Clayton Cowles. I think I butchered Tamra's name. You suck. I'm pretty horrible with names. I don't know why I keep doing them. I should just let you do them. No, I'm good. You know, it's 2019. (laughs) We should change things up. I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) What do you think of this book? It was a little confusing at first. Odd. I was just like, what is going on? Uh, I think, uh, however, 
Um, hmm, I don't know. I don't really know. Because they're obviously setting this guy up to be a villain. Right. Right? Um, but we're still in the that, that Bane arc. Yes. Right? So I'm kind of curious as to maybe this is like a setup backup story for one of one of the people that have sided with him like one of the villains that have sided with him and i was thinking that the next logical conclusion would be like bane's version of batman right like maybe this is like a different version of the thomas wayne batman because this guy's name is thomas right right so that's my half theory i guess to me it's still kind of far-fetched but that's the best explanation i could come up with for myself in order to make sense of this particular issue Mm -hmm. um but that's that's all that i got going on for myself (laughs) (laughs) um i believe they reference back to the previous time that this character has showed up um i believe it was issue like 30 something there was like issue 35 or something like that um it's interesting because at the beginning the way they've written it is sort of showing it's trying to show you maybe that this is something that's happening in an elseworld yeah because they they show bruce right away right yeah um the thing that happened to bruce in the alley um and then it shows that batman has come to save him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they're trying to i think show um that this this may be something that's happening in another world, mm-hmm. right? However, sort of as you're reading through the issue, you find out that this character, this Bruce character, the young Bruce character, um, sort of goes down the same path. You know, he lives a normal life after that, um, and then he faces the man who did the you know who basically killed his parents yeah he sees him go stand trial and he admits to it and but he's just basically brushing it off saying you know i I, you know it wasn't me like it wasn't me in my right headspace i was doing it for a different reason Mm -hmm. i didn't mean for this to happen and sort of like he admits to it Mm -hmm. but he's not owning it up so like yeah it's sort of it's sort of playing on that their death was kind of meaningless, right? It was just part of this sort of quick little rash decision that this guy made, and it doesn't amount to anything. But mm-hmm. what it does amount to is sort of everything to Bruce. Yeah. Right? I think it's really, it's well illustrated here in a sense that this could have happened to Bruce, and regardless of what, if there's an Avenger out there um, or a Batman. Let's not get confused with the Marvel properties. Yeah. Here. If there is a, <laughs> if there is a, um, some sort of vigilante out there that even when something like this happens, they go and do something about it, catch this guy, put this guy away, put him through the justice system. Even if justice is served that way, it feels like it doesn't change anything in terms of the psychological sort of effect on the victim yeah right because you see the way bruce lives a normal life after that mm-hmm. and still falls down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. that same rabbit hole of darkness of revenge mm-hmm. he then goes 
he then goes to um to the asylum not the asylum actually to to jail to visit the guy and it ends up stabbing him yeah ends up killing him and then you see that he actually just killed some random guy also my mistake his name is not thomas it's matthew this kid yeah yeah yeah, yeah matthew matthew yeah matthew carves the names on his face with the carved names of thomas and martha on his face kills this random guy and thinking it's uh, thinking and thinking that it's that guy yeah the, joe chill yeah. essentially and thinking that he's bruce wayne right mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy because the whole idea of batman the the whole concept of batman is to have a guy who is going to protect gotham yeah. or if something were to happen batman will serve justice and mm-hmm. batman will bring people to justice yeah right but you have this character this matthew character who's basically envisioning himself as basically bruce wayne mm-hmm. he go and we see it illustrated here that he goes through the same darkness regardless if batman exists or not right so what does batman truly mean to gotham and what what is his actual value to gotham and i think that's kind of for me anyways that's kind of the value of this arc mm-hmm. as confusing and has and as sort of ill-timed as I think this arc is happening at, because we just got the Thomas Wayne um, Flashpoint Batman revelation from the end of last issue. Yeah. Right? Because as I'm reading this issue, I'm like, did I miss something? Like That's, what I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, know? I got to look back at the last issue. but Right? And 60 was uh, Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Right? I- so it, it felt odd that this was the direction they decided to go to right at, right away um, after that and is basically leaving you cliffhanging and kind of be like okay what's going to resolve from that yeah but I think in a sense this kind of makes sense in that you're, you're seeing that no matter who is Batman no matter if there is a Batman out there it doesn't really change the outcome for a lot of people yeah right yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think in the sense that, uh, like, when this issue came out, I think is a little strange. Yeah. Uh, especially because I thought that they were going to, to do something with uh, that Thomas Wayne revelation, which is why I thought that maybe maybe this guy is a younger version of him. Maybe that's not the Thomas Wayne or that the Flashpoint know. Batman yeah. that we're thinking of, right? Because I remember a couple of weeks ago, we had the discussion, like, what reason does Thomas Wayne have to be part of, like, to be on Bane's side? Yeah. And how did Bane even get this guy? Yeah. (laughs) Right? So maybe this is, like, a younger version of this evil Batman we're looking at, right? Yeah. Uh, He's, he's like, the, he's, this guy is, like, the Green Ranger of Justice League before he became a good Power Ranger. So... (laughs) Uh, except he might not ever be good, so we'll <clears throat> we'll have to see. I don't know. Like it's it's strange. Yeah, it's very very strange. Uh, it's obviously leading up to something. I just think that uh, in order for this to have made a bit more sense, they needed to be a bit more forward about it in terms of what's the reasoning for this direction. But at the same time, uh, I think it uh, it leads to some good discussion. Mm-hmm. If they had just given everything to us, obviously we'd have nothing to talk about, right? So yeah, yeah, of course. Um, <clears throat> at least that this is a good discussion point, and obviously 
in next week's issue they'll uh they'll come out with something a little bit more concrete for us yeah absolutely because i i don't know how many parts there are in this particular arc it's probably gonna go on uh, for a little while this i imagine could be like a three-parter four-parter thing i, I didn't yeah. read that far ahead in solicits but yeah. it's unbelievable this guy not reading far ahead in solicits <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I should it's <laughs> but uh but I, I do think um this this was a character that I kind of was keeping an eye on and they kind of forgot about since the time he first appeared back in like 38 or something yeah. like that. And it's it's interesting he brings him back now. And I think in the grander scheme, uh, especially by arc's end, I think you're going uh, you're absolutely going to see why is it that he brought him back now? Right. Um, but in in terms of like, I feel like I kind of get where he's trying to go with the story, at least my interpretation mm-hmm. of where the story is trying to tell us. Yeah. But it it just it it cuts the momentum pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I don't know. Like I I'm not really sure how to feel about it. It's a good issue, weirdly placed. Yeah, and if I were to if I were to sit there and be like, okay, I'm going to think of this issue on its own, it's fine. It tells a story. It tells it tells a great story. Yeah, I, I yeah, I just got to see how long this whole nightmares um, arc is going to run because if it runs too long, I feel like it's going to cut way hard into that Thomas Wayne reveal because yeah. that reveal was a reveal that was quite a long time coming. So the fact that they do this now is odd. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's my thoughts on the book anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So why don't we go ahead? Let's wrap up Batman 61. Let's get over to Justice League number 14. It's written by Scott Snyder, James Tynion IV, with art by Jim Chung and Stefan Stagovia. Stefan Stagovia on pencil. Mark Morales and Stefan Stagovia on ink. Tomomori and Will Quintana on colors and letters by Tom Napolitano. So let's let's start off with you because I know that uh, you've got some words for this issue. <laughs> got some few, got a few words for this you issue. Got some choice words for this book. It is a very wordy book, and I wasn't sure I'm ready for that. Right. Um. I just I. Be. It's it's just, it's hard to say because I, the the way the way that this book breaks down, you're introduced to a bunch of these new concepts about Hawkworld, um, yeah. About um, you know, about where they're at, and it's just it, it's all happening pretty slowly. Yeah. And then at the very end, they just ramp it up, and I'm yeah. like, okay, but the pacing of the start of the enti- of like this entire thing that's happening on Thanagar Prime the the pacing and the wording and the conversations just felt like it took forever yeah it was like a huge information dump because they did they revealed halfway through the issue that what um what Shaira was talking about uh was in was in fact a lie Mm-hmm. Right, that they so they revealed that the that the the witch or the the the, la, the second last uh, Green Martian is actually still alive, 
So I, but I thought that that was something that was gonna come like maybe next issue mm-hmm. or the issue after, like based on how they were pacing the first half of this book. And then when they did the reveal, it was like, yeah, they just it's like they went from local and then they drove on the highway just to like, <laughs> just to like get to a particular point, which is fine, right? Like the highway was underneath. They're yeah. crossing that bridge where the highway's underneath, and they just drove off the <laughs> side of the bridge. And just yeah. like let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they're they're obviously here to. Okay, so here's the thing. Right. So before I go on, here's the thing. Like we like issues like this have to happen from time to time. Like personally I enjoyed it. Uh, but that's because I've accepted the fact that issues like this are going to happen from time to time in within an event like the totality. The totality has been has been an event that has spanned since the end of Dark Knight's Metal. Mm-hmm. And that was when we first started the show, right? Yeah. <laughs> Going on, yeah, a couple more months, and it would have been a year since we started that show, right? So, yeah, yeah. So the totality has been an event that's been going on since that for that long. Mm-hmm. When you have an event <clears throat> that spans the universe, like, in the way that the totality does you're inevitably going to have to make stories like this because you're trying to like tie every character's personal story into the whole main thing right yeah you know what i mean whereas with other events like say say for example the the last aquaman event when drowned earth it wasn't too intensive with these kind of stories because it was focused on a very select number of characters. Mm-hmm. But with an event like Totality where everybody has to be involved, you're eventually going to get a story like this, right? Where they're just like, okay, we have to make a point. This is where we want to be. Let's just yeah. let's just yeah, yeah, yeah. make something to get it to that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've accepted the fact that this is just going to happen, right? Yeah. And it, and it just turns out that, uh, <laughs> you know, Kendra Saunders, Martian Manhunter, and John Stewart are just ended up being the characters that that got the short end of the stick with this story, right? Yeah. I, I have a feeling that this story is gonna be really good next week, um, uh, based on how this went. But this this issue was just like, okay, we have to like, this is where we want to be. We let's just get something off the ground so then we can just get it there. Mm-hmm. That this was just like that kind of issue. Well, to me, it was still good. Was it? It was wordy, yes. But uh, I think at least it served its purpose in getting us somewhere uh, within the story, and it gives us something to look forward to with the next issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that's absolutely that's absolutely right. Because there are a lot of times where arcs will need setup <laughs> issues, right? And this is kind of like the prime example for one of those setup issues. I just feel like I, I think what really what really does it is for me the different voices because um, it's written by Scott Scott Snyder and James Tynion. yeah uh, and throughout the run it's been written by sort of on and off by these two writers their voices are fairly different right when it comes to the way they write um, when it comes to the way they write the characters, when it comes to the way they write uh, background um, information and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So it was just, it felt jarring right? this time around. It 
not not as much in the other senses where I because James Tynion writes a lot writes the uh, the Legion of Doom ones mm-hmm. the ones where it's titled Legion of Doom uh, part one part two or whatever right right so he writes those and for me it was like okay it's a change of setting a change of environment change of pace which is fine when it was when he's writing these characters I kind of felt like okay the the pacing just fell off because that's not the voice I was used to seeing throughout the run right I think that's where it kind of threw me off but I think the idea is great what they're trying to accomplish is great um, and especially at the end that reveal with Hawkman and Hawkman sort of the way Hawkman looks in that <laughs> it's pretty is pretty badass it's insane it's really cool um, and then the thing that's happening with Starman at the end that's <laughs> <laughs> that's something else entirely and and I think um, I think that's why the writing ended up being the way that it, that it turned out is because they also had to interlace the Starman story in between yeah right so of course in a situation like this where number one you have to interlace two stories within each other so that it still flows within the issue and you have to create a setup issue obviously the 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 stark difference in writing styles is just going to end up becoming more apparent in an issue like this Mm -hmm. right whereas you know in a in a story where the setup's gonna take a little longer uh, the difference in writing isn't gonna be so apparent just because it's it's lower pace, right? Mm-hmm. But when you gotta pick things up, like those are when you start noticing the difference. But again, you just it's one of those things that you just have to keep in mind as you're reading. Yeah. And yeah, which, yeah. you know, I know sometimes readers don't wanna do because that's just another thing that that sort of takes you out of that immersive element of the issue. Mm-hmm. Right? But Again, with issues like this, you just got to keep that in mind. Like, you, as soon as as soon as I read the <clears throat> read the title for the issue, I knew I was just like, okay, well, they're taking yeah, yeah, the, yeah. they're taking this somewhere else, right? I know that they had started this journey previously in the I think not not the previous issue, but I think with the previous issues uh, before, um, the three of them had already started their their journey to. Um, Oh, is this Thana, 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 Thanagar. Thanagar. I was going to say Thanagaria. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound right. Thanagar. So, at least, at least we're focused on this part of the journey now. And then we'll see where it ends up taking us. Again, like it's, it's a setup issue, so it's <laughs> not much to really talk about, but. Yeah, it's more. It does. So, it sets up interest, uh, interesting premises. Though. Yeah, it's really. Yeah. It really is just there to to set up, and that's yeah, that's really it. Because it it, it did set up two things here, right? It set up the this this Thanagar arc that they've got going on, as well as another arc exploring Starman now, mm-hmm. right? Because after they took uh, Jaro off his, face, <laughs> I still I still amazed by Jaro. Jaro, yeah. <laughs> After they took Jaro off his face, like all of a sudden this guy's about to explode full of energy. So now there's gonna be it's like a mini arc that's laced within an arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's crazy. It at this point it's it's we're just barely able to keep up with these two events happening at the same time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So 
I have a feeling the writing style may still continue to be like this for the next little while. Hopefully. Probably. Yeah. Just because, again, there's two different stories in there. But, you know, keep that in mind and you'll still enjoy the issue. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're right. You're right. And I think, well, especially with the reveals at the end, it's definitely going to pick up. So, most oh, yeah, likely, yeah. we're getting some excitement down the road. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, it's just the this is the calm <laughs> before the storm. Even though the storm came shortly after, yeah, almost immediately the storm <laughs> yeah. came. Um, yeah, so like I, you know, I'm not trying to be down on the issue. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, and I think the things that they're setting up and where they're going next with Starman is really interesting. And I think, and I want to know for the first time, I've never been like I'll say this now. I've never been a huge Hawkman, Hawkgirl fan. For the first time since what was happening in Dark Knight's Metal, I yeah. felt like I'm invested in these characters. Right. You know? And what's happening with Hawkman now, like I really want to know how can he come back from that. Yeah. So I am re- I am intrigued. Just the writing stuff kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah. Um but okay. So why don't we go ahead, uh wrap up Justice League number fourteen? Let's go to our third book, Cold Spots number five. Cold spots. Numero five. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's written by Cullen Bunn, art by Mark Torres, and letters by Simon Bolin. And this is the series finale. It's the series finale, but also not the, not series, the series finale, finale at the same yeah. time. And you can tell by the way they wrote it. Yeah. And that they actually they admitted to it in the uh, in the letters at the end. Yeah. Um, they said that. Yeah. So we actually had this huge other thing planned clearly you can see that this is not ending no yeah. this is and that's this what, is like the, <laughs> and I was like okay alright this is like the the first part of a very uh, of a very long story that they, I think the Colin Bunn has pa- uh, planned out yeah right um, yeah even like just the way you read it and just how things transpired within the issue you just knew that a sequel was coming Pretty, because, almost immediately after. <laughs> because nothing was explained. Yeah. Like, as much as I liked the issue for the fact that it just it picked up the pace and it just went. And it actually gave me a reason to cheer for the main character. What's yeah. his name again? Uh, uh Dan. Dan. It gave me a reason to cheer for Dan. It gave me a reason to, to root for him and be like, Dan, get this little girl out of here. Um, and then whatever was happening to them afterwards, I was like, you know what, Dan, you you do you do what you need to do. But nothing's explained with the supernatural yeah. nature of this book. And yeah, because they it it, it it again it it just feels like a setup issue. Yeah, one. yeah. Well, it felt like a setup arc. Yeah, right. It felt like a setup arc that was sort of presented in a mini series format. So you think it would wrap it up. Yeah. But now it's just having additional mini series to go on top. Yeah, because now the next story that I'm assuming they're going to have planned now is how Dan deals with Grace's growing power, which we still don't know what it is exactly. Like, what's her power, right? Is mm-hmm. it simply just to raise spirits from, from the dead? Like, what's... Like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. It's still, like, again, it's still a, a, a good issue. I think the arc was was, was okay. Um, but if I just don't think that writing 
this the way that they did. I just don't know if it's captivating me enough to go and read the sequel. The second arc, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, especially with Grace. Like, I thought it, near the middle of the book when they're running away. And then Grace's mother ends up getting caught by the cold and she dies. There was like no reaction from Grace. Yeah. Other than, hey, you hurt my mom. It's like, <laughs> no, she's more than hurt. She's dead. Right? Yeah. And, and it, uh, it, there's just, it just doesn't seem like it, it seems, it almost seems like they're holding back character development. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just save this character development for later, sort of thing. Whereas me as a reader, I would have loved to see more character development. Like the way that you should, they should have done it. And maybe this is just the way that I personally may have taken it. But I think the way they should have done it is really amp up the character development in this issue so that I get invested within the characters, right? Then I'm attached to them emotionally. So then now when the issue when issue 5 ends, I got to I'm really jiving for more. I want to read this. Now I just don't want to read the sequel. Mm-hmm. Cuz then I'm just like, well, now I got to reinvest myself in the characters, mm-hmm. right? Because who knows when this is going to come out. Yeah. Right? And by that time, do I even really care? <laughs> right? <laughs> When at the end of this issue, I still really don't care about these characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, good. Dan got his daughter back. Great. <laughs> what does that mean, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't... It doesn't... It, it doesn't tell me anything where I want to go back to this world and be like, let's explore that. Let's, uh, let's figure out why this is happening. Yeah. He goes in punches a bunch of things or gets punched I don't know gets her out <laughs> she talks whenever she wants to talk and everyone is always surprised when she says something yeah and she just says whatever she wants and then she all she has to say is go away and the ghost goes away yeah and and then they go and and now, the main baddie is still not like the main baddie is still around yeah main baddie is still around the secondary baddie is now here at the end and it's basically you know they're, they're gonna bring you know, they said they're gonna bring our daughter back into the fold, but I don't know what that means. That that old guy at the end. Yeah, and the, it's just this issue was like, have you ever watched a movie and at the end of the movie you're just like, oh fuck, I don't know, like I don't know what happened, right? You yeah, like well, you just like you look at the TV, you're like, okay, and yeah, then, and then you proceed to turn off the TV. Yeah, like it's, I don't. I, <sighs> <laughs> Okay, I think, and I think this was a problem from when we first started talking about the book as well, was that we thought they had pasted it for an ongoing. Yeah. Right? We thought they pasted it for an ongoing, and then we read more into it, and we're like, okay, now they're ramping up. But now that they've planned a sequel, just like you should have just kept it as an 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 ongoing. And, you know, that might not have been, that might not have been the writer's fault. It might not have been the creative team's fault. Of course, it it's a contract thing, right? Like maybe they just well, well, that's the thing. Like they can all the the way that I think the way that it works at Image is they can just or maybe they like th- because they own their property, yeah. so they can just sort of decide what they want to do with that property. Or maybe they just they just kept it as a short arc, like a five run series, just to get a feeler for it. 
Maybe. Right? Because the last thing you want to do is, is, you know, commit to an ongoing and then... But I will say this, though. Because they kept it as a five-issue feeler, I guess. Five-issue first arc. Yeah. That's sort of contained within its own miniseries. Yeah. If I, if I read this, then I'd be like, okay, I didn't get the ending I was looking for when I invested into a five-issue mini. Yeah. So what is giving me the confidence that the next five-issue mini is going to give me what I need. Yeah. Or what I want. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and, it's, and it's by no means a bad story. It's just for me. It's just a mess story. It's a it's a it's a it's good, a good story. story. It's just not. It's, a, just, it's not. It's not developed to the way that. It's not developed in a way where I want to continue on with it. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Again, it's just like, it's like, this is like one of those TV or movies that you just TV shows that you just, just flip in the channel and you just end and up you watching. Catch it. Yeah, and just like okay, let's just see what this is about. <laughs> and then you watch the first episode, say, like, "All right, well, that was weird." And then you just keep going, <laughs> <laughs> and you just keep going. Yeah, you forget about that show, right? So this is, yeah. uh, you know, what, just, what, what, like if they just develop the little girl more. Yeah, just develop her character. Yeah, because they now, because now she is one of the main characters. Yeah, right. But we didn't get much of her in like the first three issues. Yeah, when so. every character's motives are murky. It gives me no motivation to try to keep reading. And I still don't understand his motivations yeah, for, for wanting to take care of Grace. None of their motivations are clear. None. And that's the thing. For me, as much as I think Dan became a better character, you still don't know why he's doing the things he's doing. You don't know why she decided to actually follow him at the end. Yeah. And you, you don't know what that old dude that now became a ghost. Yeah. You don't know what he's trying to do. I don't even know his name. Who is the big bad? Like who is that dude? It's Ghostbusters, dude. <laughs> yeah, but like he had like no power. All she did was just go away, and he went away. Yeah, and you think well, that's yeah, exaggeration? Well, like, that's not. It's literally in the panel. She says, "Go away." I don't know. It, you know I'm just now I'm just ranting. I actually I enjoyed the series, but not to a point where like I'll come back. And, anyway, like, we'll uh, let's just leave this where it is. I think. Uh, uh, well, let's just wait until that that sequel series comes out, and then we'll. Are we we'll cover continue. It? We'll continue this discussion. I don't know if we'll cover it, but we'll continue that discussion from there. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's. And we'll talk any more about this. I think we'll just get worked up. So. I think. I think what I might do for the next series, though, is I'll just wait for it as a trade. Yeah, and then I'll read. Like the way we were saying it, the last two issues of this that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. This works so much better as a trade. Yeah. This whole development happens better over a trade mm-hmm. so if we were to read this book every six months as a trade once like just you'd read it as a one trade every six months or every eight months depending on how long of a break they take mm-hmm. i'm okay with that yeah because it, you, it's not asking me to invest month after month it's it's basically telling me here's a contained story here's our next contained story here's our mm-hmm. next contained story so i think as a trade i i wouldn't have been so worked up about it like I said, we'll leave it as it is, and then we'll. Uh, it's <laughs> oh, you're really just done with it. I'm not, yeah, I mean it's it's an episode that I didn't want to watch, so we'll. <laughs> All right, fine. Let's well, um, let's let's again. We'll wait for the sequel, and then we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll, what we'll happens. See. Yeah. All right, let's wrap that up. Let's go to book number four. 
Uh, and that's Gideon Falls number nine. It's written by Jeff Lemire with art by Andrea Sorrentino, colors by Dave Stewart, and letters by Steve Wands. This is the one. This is the one. A lot of revelations in this issue. A lot of revelations. You think uh, so? Well, two big ones. Oh, well, really one big one. Really one big revelation. But it was... Uh, Again, it's it's one of those revelations where now it's just leaving you with more questions, right? Which one are you talking about? Hmm? Which one? Uh, the one where um, Father Fred asks the Dr. Sutton if he's ever heard the name Norton St. Clair. Yeah. And he goes, where did you, where'd you hear that name from? <laughs> that was the name of the first big murder in Gideon Falls. That's like, <laughs> okay. Once he died, that's where we start seeing the barn. And you're just like, whoa, 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 hold on. You're telling me that Norn's a murderer, bro? <laughs> <laughs> or or yeah, like or maybe maybe he is a reincarnation of the murderer. Okay. Alright. I mean, he could still be Daniel. He could still be the missing son, as yeah. we had initially theorized many months ago. Which they, they was, floated they, that idea. They floated here. that idea here. They they floated that idea. So it's it's not completely like dismissed just yet. Yeah. But now there's other options as to who Norton might be. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the fact that we don't know, we still don't know. Because here's here's the thing: we know a lot about Norton. Uh, we're invested within his character development. We clearly like him as a character. But I think what keeps the story going so much for me is that we still don't know who he is. Mm -hmm. We know about him, but we don't know who he is. Right? Right. And I think that's what's keeping the story like so interesting for me. Uh, Other than uh, other than of course the other plethora of things that's going on, but um. Yeah, man, a lot of a lot of questions around Norton that need to be resolved because that's just it's hurting my head now. Just <laughs> just all the thinking that I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I, I'll I'll say this. Um. I I'm starting to. I, okay, I like the characters in the story. Obviously, I think they're they're done really well. Characterization wise, done really well. I feel like they're at they're at a loss of what to do with Clara. I I I do agree with that that's that statement because a lot of this could have happened without her. Yes, uh, and it almost because seems like they're they're inserting her for the sake of yeah. inserting her. But I trust that they have a plan with Clara. Yeah, I feel like well, especially with independent books, there's always a plan with every character. Yeah. Um, but with Clara, I just felt like that conversation she had with her dad didn't need to happen. Didn't need to happen because it already happened, and she continuously, she continuously says that yes, I think it's time I come to accept it. Let's go have the conversation. And when she's there, she's just like, nope, I am in full denial. None of this is real. And it's and funny because dips. and then and it's funny because. It's almost like um, uh, it's almost like 
like Jeff calls himself out on the writing for doing that too, though. You know what I mean? Because immediately after, mm-hmm. Dr. Sutton goes, like, really? Like, why are you still in denial? <laughs> like, after everything that you've been through. And the, and Father Fred says the same thing. He's like, you, it's like look, how, at, look how, at the stuff that you saw. Like, how... How can you? Still How could you still be existence? in denial? And yeah. she's like, "Oh, I don't know, man." Like, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "I don't know, man." Just, so I gotta go. So yeah, like it, it's weird that they're having this conversation again. But the fact that Jeff writes that conversation the way he did, with doc, both Doctor Sutton and Father Fred calling her out, I feel like there's a there's a deeper plan for her. It's just maybe not being put out there in the best way possible yeah and it's not immediate at all yeah yeah so for i just i i, I think there's a lot of potential to that character i think the fact that they connected um get they connected the the relationship between her and the doctor i think is really important yeah but i think that conversation specifically in this issue i feel like that space with the conversation with her and her father uh it just it felt unnecessary and I felt like that space could have been used to reveal other things yeah um maybe there's a reason why that conversation just keeps happening um maybe it's meant as a like as a source of repetition to to show that she really is confused and she really is really torn about what to do in this situation well but, yeah well I mean you also have to keep it keep this in mind too that you know, she's been denying this since the disappearance of her brother. For, and who knows how long ago that was. Yeah. This, I mean, we could probably assume it was probably 20 years ago. Just, I mean, that's my guess. Yeah. Something like 20, because she looks like she's like 25, maybe 30. So maybe, yeah, maybe 20, 25 years ago. Less, I don't know. But um, <laughs> but she's been in denial for that long. Yeah. Right? Or or hasn't d- didn't believe in that for, for like 20 plus years. Right? I will say this though. Yeah. If I deny something for twenty plus years and then it happens in front of my eyes, it's an immediate switch for me. Because yeah. I, I feel like seeing and experiencing it is believing. But that's the whole thing, though. She, you know, they're so. I think she's still trying to find reasons to not believe it, right? Mm. Um. Because, you know, she was shot and she was all dazed, whatever, she's in the hospital. So she still doesn't quite know what to believe, right? And I think she's coming around. I think Clara's coming around. But I thought she was coming around. She is. She's coming around. But I think that... Uh, I think her acceptance has to come from... I don't know. It, <sighs> I think she may have to experience it one more time before she can finally say, well, there's nothing I can say now. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that may, may just happen in my opinion. I think she may experience that the barn one more time. And then I, I think that will be the conclusive event for her. Mm-hmm. So, you know how we were thinking that initially we were thinking that, in terms of timelines, if we were to stick these two on a linear timeline, yeah, we would put uh, Father Fred's at the beginning, yeah, and then we would put Norton's stuff at the end, yeah, right. That's kind of chronologically how we would think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. However, if 
if what they're saying is true in terms of Norton being the first kill the first killer of uh in, in Gideon Falls, right. That would reverse that timeline for us. Not necessarily. Because because, because the guy's name could just be Norton, but not the same Norton. Yeah, it could be not the same Norton, I know, yeah. but let's you know, at face value, let's say if it's this guy. Right. Then that would reverse the timeline for us. Which uh, would make it kind of interesting because how did it just go from the city to to what they have now? Well, that's what you're saying, planes. right? Because because what what they've got going on in Norton's timeline is just so modern. It's so developed, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. It just makes no like they've got computers. So unless Norton did something back then, and then jump through the gate, and then jump through the gate, and now is in the future. Yeah. So that's yeah. That. I mean, and yeah. Now, there's that possibility. Yeah, and then yeah. now he's just he's obsessed about building the gate again. Maybe he's trying to go back. Hmm. A lot of options here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. there's certainly and it's cool because it it's it's helping to confirm a lot of things that we were initially questioning. Yeah, not so much confirm it, confirm it, but like putting it on the on track. Yeah, like they're not completely misled theories. Yeah, you know. Which is which is nice. It's always nice to see that happen. That we're not just here guessing. But another thing I found interesting is Norton without a mask in this issue looks different than the previous times I've seen him take off the thing. You think so? A little bit. His jawline in this issue is very pronounced. That's 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 our boy Norton, man. <laughs> it, it, it didn't feel that way before. Well, because he had the mask on. <laughs> but no, but there was—I think there was one time he took off the mask. And also, they and never just, had yeah. given us so much detail of his face before. Yeah, this is like the first time where it's yeah, like, we're like we would show. see his face like here and there, but I think this is the first time where we've gotten like multiple panels of it. So now we, now we get a clearer picture of what he looks like, obviously, right? So, I don't know, a lot of things, man, a lot of things going on. So many theories that need to be proven right or wrong. <laughs> well, that yeah, and then even the, the doc was saying the first, the day he was killed with Norton was the first time anyone saw the black barn. Yeah, right. So maybe he's really trying to piece it together so he can go back to it, go back to that initial starting point. So and continue his murder spree. Who knows? Who knows? Is Norton a murderer? Is Angie safe? Find out. Tune in <laughs> next time on Gideon Falls. <laughs> That'd be an amazing TV show. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Gideon Falls, I think, got picked up as a uh, as a TV yeah, show. Yeah, it did. I know. Yeah. So, so it needs cool. to. It, they it needs to. to it needs to happen right now. It needs to happen. Who do you think would be like the perfect Norton? I don't know. I uh, there's so many actors. Uh, Tom Hardy would have been a cool Norton. He's too big. Do you want Norton to be like a smaller guy? As because then as because Ramilla. then if we if we come across that scene where he's manhandled by the three doctors, Ezra Miller, no, he's too small. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh! Who's so we want to find somebody in between Tom Hardy and Ezra Miller? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea who I would cast. <laughs> another story for another time and then, yeah you know what um, listeners let us know <laughs> contact at darkrosecomics.com let us know 
who you would like to have seen who you know to see be cast as Norton Sinclair and uh, or if you want just cast the entire show let us know <laughs> who you think will fit <laughs> alright so we're about like 40 some minutes into this segment uh, let's go ahead let's take a quick break let's take a quick uh, sort of fill up break for uh, for a second cup of coffee yeah and uh, we'll come back because we have three more books we want to discuss um, two of them being uh, new books that had just come out um, so three more books we want to discuss so still lots to come so let's go ahead and take that break and then uh, stay tuned we'll be right back we'll be right back and we're back from a quick break and uh, we're going to talk about our next book Captain America number six is written by Tanahasi Coates, art by Lionel Francis Yu on pencil, Jerry Allen Gwilin on ink, colors by Sonny Go, and letters by Joe Caramagna. So this is the first issue after we got the reveal that um, the Red Skull actually came back with Alex, Alex uh, Lucan. Yeah, right. Um, sort of like in his body, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this issue is setting up more of what what it is they're trying to achieve now after he comes back, and yeah. it's kind of it, you know again it's kind of a setup issue in that sense. Yep. Um, but I do feel like there's a lot of things, a lot of themes even that they touched on that I think it's interesting, mm-hmm. and it's something that we briefly touched on in the earlier issues of Captain America because we sort of talked about the idea of what it means to be Captain America yeah. and what being Captain America does for the country, right? Not just Steve Rogers, but what does Captain America symbolize? And this book talks about the effects of what legacies can do and what you can do to, and like what a lack of legacy can do yeah. as well, right? And so you're seeing some of that plan start to come to light and this is kind of the starting point of that. And I think it, it sets up a very interesting premise. Yeah. Um, I really like the direction that the uh, that the power leader going in the sense that let's not beat Captain America with her fists. Let's beat him by assassinating his character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's the thing that seems to be the trend these days, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're not going to try and make this... A podcast that's we, we try not to make it too politically or, or socio politically driven mm-hmm. um, obviously sometimes it's a little inevitable uh, because a lot of writers will inject it within their writing but also we live in this world so we we, ex- we, we, we experience it from time to time right yeah, um, yeah. but they, they're trying to beat Captain America by assassinating his character in the eyes of the American people and I'll just like these guys are smart. Like mm-hmm. they obviously know what they're doing and they, it was great that they understood that they could, they can't beat Captain America just by punching their way through him. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I'm sure, I'm sure they could try it and they might be successful, but because as we've seen in the previous few issues, yeah. he punches his way through everything. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so the, the, with the direction that they're going, I think that, uh, that's very smart and I'm actually more interested in in how they resolve that issue as opposed to seeing them fight which mm. you know it's inevitable they're gonna fight at some point but I, I like this direction a little bit better yeah for sure 
I, I think it has more long-lasting effects as well. Yeah. Because it's not like... I think it's it's not so much about the fist fight anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so much about the show of power anymore. I think it's a lot to do with the subliminal about what the power actually means mm-hmm. um, and how to bring that power down from a within or you know, using social structures and whatnot to bring it down. A lot of that is happening in real life. And I think it's it, it goes to show that you can... Truthfully, you can write about a lot of that stuff in comics yeah. without being too heavy-handed about it. Yeah. Um, and I think in this example, it's fairly it, it's fairly well handled. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm gonna talk about this a little bit as well in our next book for Heroes in Crisis. They're handling a situation that's happening in real life as well. Yeah. And they're handling it pretty well too. And I think it, it's a it's a topic that needs to be explored, yeah. that needs to be discussed. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that these two titles are, are really sort of hitting their strides. Yeah. Um, and especially in Captain America, because I think Captain America has always been about an ideal. Yeah. Right. The character, the the title, the stories that it produces has always yeah. been about this ideal, and and they talk about what the power of ideals mean. Right. Right, and to me, there's there's real no there's, there's really no like other way to to defeat a man who's built on ideals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it'll be really interesting to see sort of where the power league goes from here, especially now that now that the Red Skull sort of has that in place for him, yeah. right? Because we know that uh, when they got resurrected. That it was really the Red Skull that was in his body, mm-hmm. that was in Alec Lukens' body, mm-hmm. right? So now that he has all these things at his disposal to be able to take Cap down from within, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to create a, a a much a much longer lasting sort of downfall for Captain America. Yeah, and. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll have to see where this one goes. Simply because, like, it it's amazing to me how well the super elite has has this planned out, right? Because they 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 end up killing uh, Lieutenant Ross. Yeah, Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and they knew that Cap was would would be suspected of that based on his actions where by allying himself with uh, t'challa mm-hmm. so uh, these guys they they know what they're doing man mm-hmm. they're they're very smart they they are going to take him down systematically and um that's gonna be a side of cap that uh that we're not going to be used to reading mm-hmm. right because he doesn't deal with problems like this he doesn't yeah. he doesn't deal with it in uh in in ways he doesn't deal with things in ways that don't involve his fist right <laughs> so uh for the most part for the most, for the part, most part right not i'm not saying he's yeah. always just fighting people but. yeah i mean things got political during brubaker's run but this is sort of on it i feel like this is on a different level of politics because mm-hmm. it's it very much involves dealing with inner workings of organizations yeah. and like it it's it's a level that isn't really 
what Capix sells at. Yeah. Right? So it's going to pose a pretty big problem for them. Yeah. So Power Elite, they uh, <laughs> those guys know what they're doing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And... <laughs> And it's just it, it's cool to see how Alexa sort of in in sort of this like singly driven motive, yeah. That she she has gone through all this planning to to, mm-hmm. to bring this, you know, to bring this about, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's good to see it's good to see it explored in this issue. Yeah, and I think they took a good time to sort of look back on it and be like, okay, how did this actually come about, and sort of bring them to the forefront now we talked about it for a little bit about um uh in the previous uh, episodes when we talked about captain america we we sort of touched upon the fact that the power elite is very much going to be a threat but they're building their world in the background <coughs> yeah they're building their role in the background mm-hmm. right and now we sort of got to see some of those layers being peeled how did that power come to be how how did that become such a thing now and um, it's yeah and it's actually made them a lot more powerful than I thought they would be well I mean truthfully that's that's the power of of the world as we know it Mm -hmm. right like when you have the kind of power to influence the politics of of a country that's real power Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like you yeah sure you have the Hulk who can you know <laughs> smash his way through anything but yeah. when you there's nothing more powerful than public opinion yeah especially when you're a hero yes and for them to be able to sway it so easily that's real power mm-hmm. right and and again with, with Ta-Nehisi Coates and the way that he writes and and the the kind of uh, uh, a, a, the kind of political agenda that he injects within his his books not that it's really heavy-handed or anything um but it very much is always a reflection of our world as we know it Mm -hmm. right so this 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 story is going to shape up to be something that's very interesting to follow yeah absolutely all right so why don't we go ahead and let's uh let's wrap up the conversation on captain america and let's go to the other sort of political book and uh, we're gonna go talk about Heroes in Crisis number four it's written by Tom King art by Clay Mann colors by Tomomori and letters by Clayton Cowles so it's not so much I I guess it's not so much about the politics I think it's so much it's more about a reflection of what society is looking for right now um, in, in real life society and it's what really caught me on that it was the ending of this book. Yeah. So when they said, um, when Batgirl was sort of talking to um, to uh, Harley yeah. at the end about like, oh, all these things are, are, are coming out. Like they're being leaked to the world, right? Mm-hmm. And they're seeing sort of this different side of what the heroes are, right? And then Harley just says, forget them. Yeah. You know, let them think and let them do what they want. We do what we want. Yeah. Right. And and I think it's and I think that's really that's reflective of where we are as a society. Yeah. Right. That that sort of exploration into mental health issues and the exploration into post traumatic uh, traumatic stress, stress disorder. Yep. It's it, it used to be very taboo, and I think. <laughs> 
having it being become part of open conversations, having having it be a part of a life that we embrace, that we can share with the world and have the world understand. Yeah. I think that's a really important and progressive part of our society right now. Mm-hmm. And this is just what what Harley said at the end of this, I think harkens back to that. Mm-hmm. To saying basically the superhero world has always been built on society believing that these superheroes are a level above them and that they yeah. don't feel these problems or that they don't have these problems. Yeah. A lot of times it's about the heroes motivating people uh, to to be above those problems and to to rise above the challenge, right? Yeah, uh, you can kind of see that. Um, the, the one famous one is in um, uh, All Star Superman, right? When Superman was on the ledge with the girl and says that no, you are strong. Like he was late, you are strong. You know, people do care. You yeah. know, and and I think that that's kind of what we look up to heroes for. Yeah, and that's. Because the heroes provide you with the guidance and the guiding light. Mm-hmm. Um, what this book is really exploring for me is that heroes are just their people, right? They're people that are also that also need help when it comes to situations like this, mm-hmm. and that and that it really is up to to everyone together to sort of find solutions to help each other out, and that's why they built the sanctuary so that they can help each other, mm-hmm. right? Now something obviously went wrong, and that's where we have this situation where heroes are just dying. So that's an that's another layer to the story, to this whole crisis. <laughs> oh my gosh! But <clears throat> listen, they put it in the title; it's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a whole other layer to the crisis. But I feel like you know, underlining it, it really does explore that um, mm-hmm. that you can talk about it in public, you can talk about it openly, and that it's okay. Right and Harley sort of embraced it, whereas a lot of the heroes are just like, like I don't know what to do with that. What if that leaks? Mm-hmm. You know. So I, I thought that was a really interesting take on it. Yeah, like <clears throat> I'm glad that they're, uh, uh, that they're bringing mental health into the forefront. Um, obviously, it's not something that everybody's going to be interested in reading. Um, but this is certainly something that uh, that needs to be brought more into the limelight and needs to be made more okay and just like you said what Harley said in the end it makes a lot of sense the world does need to change right They their perspective on things like this uh, need to change mm-hmm. and you know and everybody is allowed to have mental health issues. It's okay, right? Um, and there's nothing more okay than having the, the big heroes uh, show that side of themselves, right? Because no one's perfect, mm-hmm. right? We have we've had a couple of examples in that in here as well, right? Like say for example, NBA stars, Demar Derozan, Kevin Love, mm-hmm. coming out saying that they had mental health issues. They gotta let people know that it's okay. Yeah. Doesn't matter how much money you got, doesn't matter what status you have, what skin color, etc. These things plague us, right? And, yeah. and we we gotta be open to allowing ourselves to express that fact, or else we're never gonna get the help that we need. Right? Mm-hmm. Though granted, I think the sanctuary and heroes in crisis may send 
a bit of the wrong message saying that it, by implying that people that open up get attacked but it's <laughs> but, but they do but they do, I, but they do actually they yeah do. now to think about it, they do yeah but we got to make sure that that it we keep te- letting people know that it's okay for these things to happen and i think that's really the message of heroes in crisis in general mm-hmm. right and um i know i'm glad that this particular issue uh, was written the way that it was mm-hmm. so that it keeps bringing that message back right movie's still going uh, not the movie wow the issue is still going <laughs> forward uh, you know a lot of interesting interesting things are still happening but the message is still at the forefront and i think that's um i think that's really good writing on their part mm-hmm. yeah because <coughs> I, I think they turned the story from the idea of who done it uh-huh. to uh why why they do it right right and that to me has a much has much has a much more impactful mm-hmm. um you know effect on the story because mm-hmm. i, I tr- truthfully at at this point i don't care if harley did it or if booster did it i want to know why and i want to know why the putler is spreading the information out to the world. Yeah. Right? Maybe they're seeing that. Maybe this is a story about them seeing that they shouldn't be cowering and hiding anymore. Yeah. And that they should just embrace it and let this be a part of their life and letting people know that this is okay. Maybe that's why they're leaking this out into the world. Yeah. Right? Because maybe it's not so much about Maybe it's not so much about assassinating these heroes, in, uh, whether it's actually killing them, or it's about destroying their character as mm-hmm. these idols that don't that you know are never faced, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's not so much about that, but it's opening up to the world and letting them know that hey, these are your heroes. They also have issues, but they will always be there for you, yeah. right? And and I think that's a more powerful message mm-hmm. that can be sent with with this story yeah. than just about oh you did it oh blah 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 and stuff like that yeah. you know let's let's stop crime type of thing because <laughs> I, I think this story very much transcends that mm-hmm. you know um, something similar actually happened uh, very recently I, I'm not sure have you ever heard of uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez she's uh, um well, she's now a congresswoman. She actually just got uh, voted into Congress. Very young. She's 29 years old. Just got voted into Congress. And, you know, she's making waves in, in, in the political world for for being fairly progressive, but being fair at the same time with her, her policies. Um, so anyway, um, she tweeted a while, a, a couple of weeks ago that uh, before <coughs> before taking up uh, her job in Congress, she's gonna take some time for herself for uh, in order to evaluate her mental health, which makes sense. You're going to Congress, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a high pressure job. Yeah, and people attacked her for it. I mean, well, Republicans will attack anyone for anything, but that's <laughs> yeah. that's that's the kind of stuff that people are afraid of, right? And uh, not that she folded under any sort of pressure for that. Um, but we ha- we also have to let the world know that it's not okay to do that too, mm-hmm. right? Um, people are. It's more accepting now for people to be vulnerable. Yep. Because that's just a part of being human, and it's fine. Um. 
I'm hoping that that's that that message gets across to readers, mm-hmm. right? If whether it's a reader who's <clears throat> perhaps does have a mental illness and the they get the message that it's okay for them to come out and talk about it, but I also hope the other message gets caught uh, gets uh, gets across as well that it's not okay to discriminate people that have mental illnesses, mm-hmm. right? Because it's 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 just like discriminating somebody for having cancer, right? You yeah. you totally look like a jerk for doing it. Yeah, for sure. So just get that across, boys and girls. <laughs> yeah, and and I just I just think this book does a really good job in, in yeah. generating these types of conversations yeah. too, right? Yeah, um, it just important conversations that need to be had. Yeah, for sure. All right, so I I think plot wise, is there anything you want to add to uh, the, the plot? Of Heroes in Crisis. Um. No, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually just just enjoying the ride with this one. Actually, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really. I'm not not too much in theorizing with Heroes in Crisis because they're obviously trying to bring across important points. So I want to make sure that uh, I pay attention in making sure that I receive those messages mm-hmm. with this run. Yeah. Why did you have something huh? to say about the plot? The plot? No, I, I think I, it's well done. I think oh. <laughs> I think uh, they they sort of nailed it a little bit too um, with the booster and the uh, beetle. Yeah, and and it's cool because that's that was the pre New Fifty Two stuff that you that you didn't that you don't see now, mm-hmm. and it's good that they're exploring that in this issue. And also, he he talks about. Uh, Blue Beetle talks about it a little bit as well. He's like, why does he call Booster? Because he picks up. Yeah. Right? And he has that. He has that friend. He has that somebody who picks up. Mm-hmm. And really, that's that's all a lot of people want. Yeah. It's somebody they can confide in, somebody mm-hmm. they can speak to about it. And that's what all these heroes really in Sanctuary are looking for. Yeah. It's to find someone who can, who can share their pain with. Yeah. To share their suffering with. And... And when Beetle sort of opened up about that in, in the confession, I was like, that's actually, that's really cool. Right? Bros and, Before Heroes, man. And Bros Before Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> that part was great too. I, I really enjoyed that part as well. And, um, and a little bit of comedic relief in here, Wonder Woman punches the penny. Yeah. It drops it onto <laughs> to the Batmobile. Batman just like, uh, you couldn't have help with that? Superman? Yeah. <laughs> couldn't have. <laughs> and then Superman tells him what happened. He's like, okay, uh, now I want to punch <laughs> the dinosaur. I should have just hit in the dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, they... The, the way that they um, characterize... I, I think the way that Tom characterizes the Trinity as well is, is really well done here too. Mm-hmm. It really treats these three as equals. And I think that's sort of the idea mm-hmm. that, that, that they're going with. Um, not just with these three heroes, but with like the rest of the heroes. That they really are equals and that they're working together to try to figure this thing out. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think that part of the plot is also really well done. So Yeah. No, this is... This is- very good. Yeah. Is, I, again, I it's I, one of really it's one of those where you story. just enjoy the ride. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So let's wrap up Heroes in Crisis number four. Let's go and talk about the last book we'll be covering this week, which is Stranger Things number four, which happens to also be a series finale. It's written by Jody Hauser, 
Art by Stefano Martino on pencil. <laughs> Key champagne on ink. Colors by Lauren Aff. And letters by Nate Pikos of Blambot. Oh, boy. This was this, uh, um, this is a very underwhelming issue, considering how hyped we were for issue three. Yes. So uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will say... God, I don't even want to... Okay. I'm... Okay. I don't want I don't want to end the last issue of this conversation of uh, of our episode today with just like disappointment, but I will say this. I'm a little surprised that after what they did in issue 3, they decided that this issue was the issue that they just t- straight up take everything from the show. Yeah. And just be like, let's just do that but in Will's perspective and wrap it up. Yeah. And to me that 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 they went right back to the safe route, and it's like that there there's no added value there. I I got nothing more out of it. The only thing, I guess, to be fair, the only thing new that I got out of the story, you know, after watching the Netflix show, is that from Will's perspective from the hospital bed, it looks like the intention is that he still sees everyone as if. He was still part of the upside down, right? So, the idea here is that even though he recognizes them, he doesn't truly know them anymore, mm-hmm. and that's why he still stays kind of distant from everyone. He did seem kind of distant from all all the people that showed up at the end of that first season, mm-hmm. and the second season he kind of warms warms back up to it. But then you know, obviously, you see, you know what happened in the second season. Yeah, but I think with a series like this. I didn't need to see him wrapped up in this part of the story. Yeah. In the same ending as the first season's uh, story. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it just felt like they conjoined it and then nothing new came out of it. Yeah. You know, so it's it's an odd one because... It's a it's another one of those where it's just like if they wrote another one, like if they wrote another Stranger Things miniseries, I'm like, I don't know, I think I'm good. Because I watched the show. Yeah. Y- you know? Like uh, I don't know, there's not much for me to say. I <laughs> I I'm just gonna be honest. Because like you said, it's just they just they just threw in the show from Will's perspective and that's it. Yeah. I know I know exactly what happened, like after the first three pages of this issue because <laughs> I've seen the show so yeah uh, I don't know I don't know what to say <laughs> and it's like he met this other random person in the upside down yeah and then in this issue that person's dead being eaten alive Be eaten alive and I'm just like so, so, so then there were why why introduce that when that, that character serves no purpose yeah right for me what made last issue work so well is that the characters that were in there served the purpose the risk that he took in that issue served the purpose mm-hmm. as to why he is still stuck in the predicament yeah in this issue it was just like okay we running out of space let's just wrap it up and that's like I don't I don't know it just it felt it felt like it didn't it didn't live up to what I thought it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Right? So, that's that's the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not, really not much else to say. Really not much else to say. I, I, I want to say 
um, to our listeners that if you enjoy the show and you just want more of those characters, or sorry, you just want more of Will, yeah, <laughs> um, definitely give the series a read because yeah. it just it it sort of reiterates that season, but in Will's perspective. So you get sort of like snippets of the events of what was happening to him in the Upside Down. If you're looking for something that is an added sort of added content and you're looking for something that will help expand that universe, expand the uh, Netflix Stranger Things universe, this is not it. This is not where you would go. They they drew Eleven really well. I'll give them that. <laughs> Eleven looks yeah, really good. Uh, yeah, oh, no, I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that. Like The, the artwork is pretty well done. I, I think the world was pretty well done. Not the flashiest, but they got the characters right. Yeah. You know? So, and like, and I'm not saying, to be honest, I'm not saying the writing's bad either. I think the writing is pretty good too. The story, the plot of what they're doing with this, I think that's kind of where we, we have a problem with. Right? Yeah. So like to the listeners, I, I would say if you're just looking for more Will, or if you're just looking for more Stranger Things just because you like Stranger Things, then yeah, check it out. But if you really are are like in it to like expand that universe, this is this is really not where you want to go. And I'm hoping that in the future, depending on you know however many more miniseries they have sort of yeah. lined up in partnership with Dark Horse, I do hope they use that opportunity to start expanding the universe. Because if they if they just sort of give another character profile. For sure, I'm not reading that because that's that's not what I'm that's not what I'm in it for. Yeah, I already know that about Will from from the way they did the first season on Netflix. I can already kind of imagine what Will's going through. I don't need a narrator for it, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that's I think that's what I'll leave that at. That's what I'll, <laughs> that's what I'll leave that series at. That's um, yep. That's what I'll do too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you know what let's go ahead and uh, finish up our conversation on comics for the week and uh, let's go ahead and talk about the coffee that we've been having throughout this discussion good or bad Jerry good or bad good I like it I really like it however this is one of those coffee you, you gotta um, drink it warm yes absolutely you, you gotta, gotta have it, it warm you gotta have it hot hot warm this is a really good coffee cold the taste kind of kind of murky murky it goes away kind of murky and i mean that okay that's not the coffee's fault no it's obviously not. you want to drink the coffee warm yeah we've had a lot on the show where it's just it's great warm and it's and, still kind of great great cold great cold yeah you know so to us we didn't think that you know we don't think that cold for this one is the way to go like you, you definitely want to go hot um, and you don't want to finish that bad boy up. But <laughs> having said that, warm, hot, right through, right from the brew, amazing. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really smooth. The flavor is kind of on point. I feel like I have an idea of what it is, although we're mo- most of the time we're kind of wrong. But I feel like you know the flavor notes are pretty pronounced in this one for me. Yeah. So, so in terms of flavor notes, what what are you getting? What did you get? I want to say nougat. 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 Uh, some sort of... Some sort of... Chocolate, uh, huh? I think. I think some sort of chocolate. Some sort there. of chocolate? Yeah. Okay. And I want to say like... Um, 
some sort of like fuzzy fruit. Fuzzy fruit. Yeah. Like a peach. Peach or like an apricot. Apricot. Okay. Apricot. That seems about right. Yeah. So we're gonna go with nougat, apricot, and chocolat. 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 <laughs> like the Johnny Depp movie. <laughs> exactly like the Johnny Depp movie. All right. What do we got? Let's see what we got. Oh, I don't like that expression on your face, Victor. Chocolate. Oh, hey. Marzipan. Okay. Which is kind of marzipan. Hold on. Okay, marzipan. Marzipan is nougat like. <laughs> hold on. Let's hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. But what's the third one? Nougat. Hold on. Relax. Okay. Relax. Just give me a second here. <laughs> when I when I used to play WoW back then, yeah. Um, and when Mr. Pandaria came out, yeah, I, I made a panda character and I called him Marzipanda. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, Marzipan is in fact related to nougat in a sense. <laughs> oh, uh, we're two out of three. What's the third one? We're two nectarine. Out- okay, isn't that kind of like apricotty? Nectarine is yeah, the that's kinda like a peach. Right? Nectarine. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh apricots are a different species of fruit than peaches. Hold on. What's the difference between peaches, nectarines, and apricots? Did we just win this one? Did we I would say we won this one. I'm gonna say we won this one. Oh my goodness. I'm going to say, I'm going to give us an 85% on this one. For the first time, we went perfect at the free throw line. Well, for the first. We didn't get the exact. <laughs> okay, not the exact. But, but, but we, we got, got the close. family. We got close. We got the family, and that's what's important. Because family's important. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, you know what? I'm real proud of this one. I'm re- yeah. And you know what? Those flavors they work well. were pronounced. They worked really they were well pronounced. together. Yeah. So. Yeah, we, we kind of hit it on the nail, man. That's, that's great, right. man. Good job. We're getting better. There's no no Gatorade reviews coming Just, uh, anytime soon. Dude, start, <laughs> start of the new year, man. I'm telling we're you. Doing it, we're doing start, it right. Uh, it's that rebirth. We're doing it right. We're doing it right. Yeah, we're doing it right, man. <laughs> All right. So that's a great way to start off 2019. Um, why don't we go ahead and uh, see what the uh, headquarters are looking uh, looking to recruit. Let's think, go and... You, th- uh, you think we got any more uh, new applicants for the new year? Uh, I think so. All right. I think so. We've got we've gotten two solid recruits so far. I feel okay. like the Humble Heroes Agency could uh, use a couple more, and All I feel right. like there's more lined up. So let's do it. Let's head up to the boardroom. And we're at our boardroom. For the Humble Heroes Agency segment. What do we got this week, Victor? This week, who is our we recruit? have a, a prospective hero by the name of Meccano. Or Meccano, whatever. Uh, <laughs> biography. Okay. Interested. Alex Kidd is a physician who works as the head of the Repositi main laboratory during the heavy rain event he got struck by the purple crystal smoke and developed some kind of powers, which made him able to create any kind of technological device. He decides to use his powers to help his old friend Matt Stark into building a team of heroes in order to protect the Earth from any kind of danger. 
Being a techno genius, he becomes the inventor of the team and builds tons of items and vehicles for his fellow heroes. So he's like... Uh, so he's like a, like a support type unit. I was just about to say he's a support type unit. Good to see, you know, support type units getting some shine. Yeah, man. You know? So this guy's kind of like a, uh, he's like the Tony Stark of support units. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would almost say like he's kind of like the Hank Pym. Like he would, he yeah. could create all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, powers and abilities. Okay. Technokinesis. Mm-hmm. Meccano is able to move with his thought every kind of technological item and to fuse them together into something bigger. Okay. Techno brain. He is able to think about any kind of technological device and project the blueprints over his eyes to help him build them. That's kind of helpful. Like, like say, for example, like your car breaks down. And it's like, yo, I need to fix this stat. It's like, and then it just shows up on your eyes how to fix something. Yeah. That'd be pretty. That'll save you a lot of money. Or like, it, it just <laughs> pops up like you're like, man, my engine shot. I need to build a new one yeah. right now. Like, like anything tech, like your TV goes out. Yeah. No problem. I can fix that. This is a very good business plan. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think Meccano <laughs> can perhaps help support the Humble Heroes Agency by pro- helping us provide the funding. <laughs> I think you know what maybe we'll make him the treasurer <laughs> the accountant of the um, uh, of the of agency you know he's it's, very useful uh, very useful ver- very yeah well especially with Big Kev at the front line no, you want Juan Meccano you need, you need you know. him to help uh, raise some funds in case uh, Big Kev out here messes a few things up you know what I'm saying <laughs> you know like buildings and stuff like I, that. I do have to say I, the one thing I feel bad about is in his category is says he's a beta level hero. Oh really? He's he's a beta, bro. Oh. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, beta level hero. <laughs> like what does what does that mean? Does that mean he's just not alpha? <laughs> like he's uh, yeah. not he's, <laughs> like he's not top notch. Empowered human twenty eight. Yeah, no, this is but like I, I think it's cool that people are creating heroes. Not just to be the center of attention. Yeah. And it's just like, clearly this hero is very necessary <laughs> for someone like this. Correct. Very necessary. Yeah. Um, and that I feel like there has to be someone like this for every team. You know? Everybody needs a support Everybody unit. Everybody needs a support unit. And, uh, you know, if you want an example of a great support unit, you know, and you, I don't know, you happen to have started playing Dokkan after we talked about it so many times look at AGL Turles yeah <laughs> support unit <laughs> he's AGL Turles <laughs> so is a very sought after unit so I would say you know if you if you if you just happen to start playing Dokkan because we keep talking about it you know good on you you know thanks for <laughs> listening to us and uh, yeah look up AGL Turles if you don't don't even worry about it Makano <laughs> On a, yeah, I think him on his own is really cool. The picture that he put up for this is really cool too. Yeah. So shout outs to again, uh, we'll, we'll give credit to the the superhero fanon. Yeah. On absolutely. on the fandom page and the and the uh, creator of uh, Meccano uh, goes by the username Matt Stark. So Matt Stark. So shout outs to him. Which happens to, in this canon, yeah, be his old friend. Yeah. And now it's like uses powers to help his old friend Matt. It's like oh. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so are we uh, are we bringing uh, are we bringing Meccano 
on board. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, we we need him to raise we, some we, funds. Yeah, for sure. This uh, building is uh, this building is very expensive. <laughs> the, the maintenance that we need to pay every month to, <laughs> to to fix a lot of things. Yeah, I feel like this solves a lot of that problem. Yeah. So so Meccano will come aboard. Uh, you you will be likely our accountant. So so just come in a suit next time. <laughs> like. Wait, like superhero suit or like <laughs> just like, regular suit like a regular tie, tie suit tie. Suit <laughs> He's gonna be our our desk guy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, have your superhero costume underneath, just in case. Just in case. Just in case. Even though it all looks all robotic. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I think that about wraps up our humble heroes agency segment. Um. So for next week, also going to be a big week as well. Uh, these books are coming out. We're gonna try to cover them all. Uh, because like, we think these are just big titles or just important titles coming out uh we're going to be covering blackbird number four die number two batman number 62 green lantern number three justice league number 15 young justice number one and captain marvel number one some brand new series coming out as well looking forward to those actually young justice is going to be really fun yeah i think and i think captain marvel being that the new Captain Marvel movie is coming out soon, I feel like this Captain Marvel is going to be pretty. Uh, we'll have to see. Be pretty, pretty backed and supported. So I'm kind of. I'm looking nice forward series. to. I'm looking forward to Brie Larson's. Yeah, uh, it looks in. It looks exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to. See, I want to see how she takes down Thor. Okay. Yeah. Because she will be in the new Avengers movie, I believe. I think yes. Yeah. Because, well, she yeah because they they, uh, they reached called, out. They called for her before they uh, reached out to her. Before uh, before Nick Fury went, he uh, spoiler disappears. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that about wraps up our episode, our first episode of twenty nineteen. Nineteen. We're to wrap that up. Nice. Uh, so we thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, remember, if you like what we do on this podcast, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and a whole bunch of other podcast service providers. So make sure to rate and leave us a review if you have some time. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about the show, about what we've talked about, or if you got a book that you're currently reading and you want us to discuss it on the show, let us know. Email us at contact at darkrosecomics.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics and twitter.com slash jarethebear52 for myself and twitter.com slash victor j young for my co-host victor you can also find us on instagram at instagram.com slash darkrosecomics and you can also find us on our facebook page at facebook.com slash darkrosecomics and if you want to be a part of the community you can join our facebook group at darkrosecomics group and as always bye oh gotcha have a good 2019 here we go take care bye